welcome back. I am Heather Caro, and I am your host today for Real Presence Live. It's been a fantastic show already. An hour and a half has gone by like super fast. Super fast. If you've missed any of our discussions today, we talked with Jen Fetrell. She was talking about the Taste of Goodness, a huge, fun event that we have here in Sioux Falls. It would definitely be worth a trip down for. That'll be next weekend, August 14th on Saturday. If you want more information for that, go to ccfesd.org. Then we talked with Suzanne Gale and Lucas Fegan, and we talked about the Bob Burns Dakota Bowl, August 28th. Another huge event going on in Sioux Falls. It's that time of year, folks, when kids are getting back to school and all these big events are going on. It's kind of one of my favorite times of year. If you've missed either of those discussions, you can go to realpresenceradio.com and you can find those podcasts. We separate them out by the interview. You can find those podcasts on realpresenceradio.com or you can go to our app where you can download it and then just listen to those whenever you want, wherever you are. We just got done talking with Father Tim Smith, fascinating day of recollection that he is going to be giving. He's going to be giving a day of recollection at the Abbey of the Hills, which is northern South Dakota. Um, He's going to be giving it on Dakota Missionary Discipleship. So he's going to be talking about the years of 1875 through 1950 in the era that we call the New Evangelization. So... You'll want to be sure to check that out. Go to abbeyofthehills.com if you wanted to find out more information on that. So it's been a great show. We have one more uh, segment lining up here. We're just getting them on the phone. We're going to be talking with Dominique Carlson and Jim Kenyon from Catholic Social Services of Rapid City. We're going to be talking about Youth Suicide Awareness Training Series, which has become such an important thing. Um, in today's day and age, talking about suicide awareness, just being aware, being uh, educated. And so they're going to give us an opportunity to talk about that a little bit. So if you're just tuning in, we're uh, just trying to get them on the line. We've had a lot of great discussions today. Um, Let me give out some websites. If you wanted to check out the Day of Recollection with Father Tim Smith, Uh, That you can go to abbeyofthehills.org. If you wanted to check out The Taste of Goodness, where we taste sampling wines, beers, coffee, dessert, meals, lots of beautiful things that you can taste test there. That will be happening a week from tomorrow, August 14th. You can go to ccfesd.org to get your tickets or the Bob Burns Dakota Bowl. You can just go to the Catholic School website for Sioux Falls and check that out and get all your tickets there. Dominique, we have you on the line. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. I I feel like this is such an important topic that we're going to be discussing today. But before we get into that, can you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself? Um, Yes, my name is Dominique Charlson, and I am the Community Outreach Director here at Catholic Social Services, and I am also a mental health first aid instructor, and so I frequently, monthly, um, teach the eight-hour course for many different um, people that are coming from many different backgrounds. There's many different versions of mental health first aid. 
There's for uh, police and fire and first responders. Mm. There's um, a class for people who work with higher education. Um, there's people who um, are working with youth. Um, and there's people who work with elderly sure. and rural situations. And so veterans. Wow. There's, yeah, there's very You stay many, busy. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> and I also am a disaster relief coordinator for um, um, supporting and helping parishes prepare for natural disasters also. So, wow, wow. Well, and we have Jim Kenyon on also. Jim, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning and good to be with you. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm Jim Kenyon. I'm the Executive Director of Catholic Social Services, and I have been here for almost 30 years. And as well as being an outpatient um, counselor, I'm also um, QMHP certified and I've probably been doing suicide prevention training and education for probably 32, 33 years. So it's been a long, it's been a major part of what we've been about here for a long time. Yeah. I can't believe it's been 30 years, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> you're not old enough. Because yeah. <laughs> if you're old enough, then I'm not old enough. It's a good thing we're only on audio today. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So a really important training series is coming up. Um, how did you guys come about doing these training series? Where did that all begin, Jim? You know, um, working in western South Dakota and, and in much of the Midwest, we have, you know, not only high rates of suicide, but literally those high, those high rates have been escalating very, very rapidly. Yeah. Um, and especially during this uh, here in the pandemic in South Dakota, we've seen a substantial increase in suicide and suicide loss. We already have twice the national suicide rate for young adults and for teens. And as a pro-life agency, it was really a responsibility we have to make sure that we do what we can do, not only to educate, but also to figure out how we can do outreach and make sure that basic mental health services are available and affordable to families in our region. You know, Rapid City literally has 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 a psychiatric unit here it's been running at or near capacity, I would guess, for about five years for its adolescents. Wow. You know, and during the pandemic, when we saw numbers surge and our hospitals all reached a crisis, you know, everyone hit the panic button. Mm-hmm. But, you know, somehow the reality of suicide and its increase and the, and, the, and the lack of access to services for families in our region, you know, doesn't seem to create, you know, a shock or awareness. And, and really... There, we are a very important point to really advocate, to educate, engage our faith communities, our schools, um, everyone of goodwill, mm-hmm. to really begin to figure out how we can turn this around. Make right. sure that every kid knows that they're needed, that they're wanted, that they're a gift from God, um, and to help them combat substance abuse and mental illness. So, Dominique, can you talk into a little bit of do we know the why, why the numbers are increasing? Do we have a theory? Does anybody really have the answers to the why this is increasing? You know, we've looked at some statistics uh, between April and October of 2020. Um, emergency visits did increase between the ages of 11 and 12 to about 24%. And then we were seeing between the ages of youth from 12 to 17, about 31%. So it, uh, emergency visits is where you kind of start the journey of deciding on 
if this is a medical condition, if this is a challenge, a mental health challenge, or the beginning of a condition, and then whether hospitalization is needed. So we are uh, happy that people are um, bringing their children to the ER to get mm-hmm. assessed, um, and they're responding that way other than not doing maybe typically nothing. But the challenge is, is then how do you plan the year? How do you how do you really recognize when it's, it is a challenge or a mental health condition amongst some of the things that the Zoom fatigue, some of the, mm. the appearances of the pandemic and the appearances of some of the things that are happening emotionally, mentally, and physically to youth that are overexhausted from schedule changes and not getting a lot of the needs that they need with that human-to-human contact. So it's now it's really just trying to find um, ways to um, assess more and and um, reach out and help and get other people's opinion and, and continue to uh, grow that support team for each young person. Well, and I would like to talk a little bit about um, the medical side of it. So, Jim, if you could explain a little bit maybe about the difference between um, – just a normal teenager versus maybe they have an imbalance medically. Can you dive into that a little bit? You know, and, and, and it's always just important for us always to remember that, that human beings are an integrated creature, right? Mm-hmm. And we're the most complex of all creation in some ways because we overlap that, that line between the eternal and the, and the temporal. And so, you know, what affects us spiritually affects us emotionally and relationally. What affects us, you know, physically affects us emotionally, it affects us spiritually. All those things interplay. So trying to be clear exactly where all those lines are at is somewhat a challenge. But really you're pointing out to a very important point. That is, there is what we understand as clinical clinical depression. Mm -hmm. And that's just not I'm down or I'm discouraged and had a hard day or, you know, maybe I'm a little um, melancholy. I mean, that's, that's, that's a little more complex reality. And there's a cluster of symptoms that as clinicians we look for that give us some indication in terms of what that might be. So it might be a lack of appetite. may it be a lack of interest. Maybe, um, you know, over-appetite. It might be very highly agitated or irritated or easily frustrated. Um, it might be, you know, um, not only feeling like, you know, I've done something wrong, but I'm wrong. Right. You know, a profound excess and appropriate guilt, a sense of, of not being worthwhile or hopelessness. Is it, you know, what I'm facing is sometimes beyond um, what other people face or that no one seems to care. Hmm. And those are common kind of experiences of people who experience clinical depression and helping form, you know, we're at a point now in, in South Dakota, and I'm sure in our region, where you could hire a thousand counselors, and to be a perfect counselor, they aren't there. We could have money to try and they aren't there. Hmm. All of us in Rapid City, every mental health center that I know of, is desperately trying to hire someone because of the increased demand. Wow! And really, what Dominique is bringing to the table is something really essential, and that is we're going to have to engage our broader support systems, our school teachers, our religious education directors, our pastors, our our, our firefighters, our police officers, to have them understand some basics of mental health. Right. Because they're going to be the first ones that are going to engage. Family members are going to um, see our, our people who are at risk of this. 
And they have to know some basic information, not only about how to get someone in to see a counselor, but also how to be a good brother and sister, as the Lakota would say, how to be a good relative, mm-hmm. and to support others who are struggling. Um, and overcoming that isolation and that sense of hopelessness really involves a much bigger support system. Right. So sending Dominique to schools, to churches, to community centers, uh, to say, you know, we're all in this together. Um, it's not enough any longer. You know, we're, we're kind of the, the boat's over full in the mental health field. The, the mental health providers, are, are, are their boats are full. Right. We're going to have to rebuild community and family and church um, so people have a place of hope and solidarity and support. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Dominique Charlson and Jim Kenyon from Catholic Social Services in Rapid City. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear about how you might be able to learn more to help those with uh, suicide awareness and issues. So we'll be right back with more Real Presence Live right after this. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, Call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicidemanhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hello, my name is Father Matt Valgren from the Diocese of Rapid City. I was ordained in June of 2001, but if you had asked me when I graduated from high school in 1991, 10 years before that, if I was going to be a priest, I would have told you most definitely not. God is very patient with us, and He is merciful. If we want to be moving in the direction where He wants us to be, we don't start with saying, am I, am I there already? We start with simply saying, God, guide me today. And help me to know today where you want me. God, guide me tomorrow. And help me know tomorrow where you want me. And if we do that, we will often see that there is a path that God has set before us and there's a direction he had us moving, a direction where he is taking us to where we can find the fulfillment of our call to wherever, whatever vocation, whatever life he wants us to lead to help us be loving to our God and to be loving to one another. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me. We are talking with Dominique Charlson and Jim Kenyon from Catholic Social Services. We're talking about a great awareness training that is coming up, and that's for youth suicide. 
Uh, so we're kind of diving into the need, the desperate need uh, to have this training. Um, talking about the statistics of the growing numbers of youth that are having suicide tendencies. Um, so what are some of the things, uh, Dominique, that they are going to learn by going to this training? Um, well, the first thing they learn is that they are not a mental health professional and mm-hmm. where those boundaries lie mm-hmm. and and then really what the difference is between a mental health challenge, a condition, and a diagnosis. Wow. So you, they're very different. And um, and then how to use a five-step action plan, which is called LG, um, A-L-G-E-E. So they do have tools. It's almost like exactly like a basic first aider. Um, people who have first aid for other health conditions are very important in the, in the role of getting people help long-term. So you will learn about, you, you're not going to be taught to diagnose or treat, but you will um, be familiar with um, common mental health conditions and how they're treated and some of the signs and symptoms. And so 50% of all mental illness begins before the age of 14, 75% before the age of 25. So a lot is happening in a young person's life from mm. birth to 25, and those are huge transition years. Those are years where we make very large decisions, um, and the good thing is is there's a lot of early treatment. There's a lot of things that families and support caregivers can do, and these are the tools that make it happen. I've seen it. I've, I've trained over a 1,000 people, and I know it works. So we're talking about this uh, Youth Suicide Awareness Training Series that will be going on August 16th through the 20th. Um, So also, who is this for? Who can take these courses, these series? Um, Who is your target audience? Um, Particularly this week for training series, I, I was looking for parents. I have had some professionals sign up because, as you know, one out of five people suffer. So as professionals, we, and like you just admitted yourself, we have um, family members that are also suffering. So we really can come in with a professional hat or we can come in as um, parents. So I really want um, parents to feel comfortable going into the year um, for whatever the, this year brings um, uh, with some protection for their family and their children. Well, and one thing, one thing I shared during the commercial break was that my daughter struggles a lot mentally um, with anxiety and depression. Um, Jim, I've always felt, and this is a little therapy session for myself, but I think some other parents might be able to relate. I've always felt like I did something wrong or was a failure in some way, not being able to help her. Can you talk into that and encourage us parents who have to deal with some of these things? Yeah, you know, I can only tell you that, that any of us that live in the modern world, we, we live in a time that is very, very challenging. And mm-hmm. and it isn't, you know, sometimes we think that, that people of faith don't have the same struggles that everyone has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anyone that reads the gospel should clearly see that that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. You read the life of Jesus Christ, it's very clear. <laughs> you know, uh, Peter's mother died. Mm-hmm. Um, Lazarus struggled. God has a way of bringing resurrection, even out of darkness. And I think that's really important for families to remember who have lost and who are survivors of suicide. And we never we never um, discount God's grace. We also have to be clear that being a person of faith or a family who's very committed to their faith doesn't mean that your children aren't going to develop cancer or that they aren't going to struggle with anxiety 
because they aren't going to experience trauma, you know, mm. whether it be child abuse or whether it be, you know, sexual assault or whatever that be. And there's no guarantees of that. And, and it is really important to have faith because faith does help us sometimes cope and manage with that, but it doesn't take necessarily the problem away. Right. And and while faith is a great resource and it's one of the better protective factors for people to prevent issues like suicide, so engaging people in church and, and making sure that we find appropriate room for families that struggle, for families that have children who have, whether it be attention deficit disorder or whether they have um, ADHD or Asperger's, um, they're, they're children of God, too, mm-hmm. and they yep. belong in our faith community. And, and they belong in our schools. And we, as a broader community, need to be supportive of families so that we don't sort of create a, a, a you know, a place where, where people don't feel as though they belong. Right. You know, church isn't for perfect families. For families like yours and mine that struggle. And, mm-hmm. and, and do the best we can to try and figure out how to, how to, you know, provide support for people who are sick. And that's what we're talking about, is not doing mental health. It's something different than any other disease or struggle in life. Um, not to make it a moral failing. Not to make it, you know, something that we should all be ashamed of. Um, not that we're going to broadcast it from the from the church pew or from the pulpit. Um, but it is important that, that people of faith come together and they know that they belong and that the church is there for them. Mm-hmm. I love that message. Thank you so much, Jim. Dominique and Jim, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Let's give out some details on how people, if they want to join uh, some of these training series, how they can go about doing that. Well, they can visit our website at um, cssrapidcity.com, and we have a very easy way to just click on um, our training series and you can just register you just hit a button and it asks you a series of questions you'll get an email and that allows me to know who's signing up so i can prepare for materials with jim's situation you can um get the zoom link and register and and just participate and you'll be able to get the the zoom information and do you guys care if those of us from other dioceses join you oh absolutely please do good (laughs) wonderful that's the great gift of, of really the power of technology is, you know, yes. what, what we're able to do is, is really broaden out. And, you know, we used to only rely on radio to be able to do this. Um, yeah. And, and we just need to say thank you again, Real Presence Radio, for the fantastic job yes, you do of helping us reach out in a mass media way. Yeah. Um, but we can provide specialized trainings for, for individuals throughout the region. And, and it allows us to really make sure as an organization we have every dollar count and that yeah. we affect change and, and bring light and, and, and a positive approach to mental health and suicide risk to the broader community. And just really grateful for real presence. But also found, you know, despite the challenge of doing Zoom, it's a powerful tool. And just glad to be able to reach out to others. Amen. Well, thank you so much for all your wonderful work. Over these past 30 years, I'm glad you're not retiring, Jim. (laughs) He still got it. He still got it. (laughs) Dominique and Jim, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this great training series with us. Well, thank you again. And recovery is possible, so we always need to remember 
that there are good protective factors out there and that recovery is possible. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. You have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too. All right, folks, that means we are coming to the end of our show. We just have a few minutes left. It has been such an amazing show and a wide variety of different guests on today. That last discussion about youth suicide awareness, definitely something you'll want to go back and listen to again on realpresenceradio.com. But before we go, we need to talk with Eli up in Fargo. Eli, how's it going? Oh, not too bad, Heather. Another uh, another day in paradise here. Another the, day in paradise. In the, the smoky upper Midwest. <laughs> I know. And you always Is hear it... people talk about like you know like the smoky hills, and I think that's like referring to like the haze and stuff. But yeah, we're, we're in the in the smoky plains. We don't. We're not the in hills. the. It's not a good smoky for us. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yesterday, it even like you know it's it's been smoky for a little while, but it's you know it's been just kind of a haze and yeah. Have you guys gotten bad. any but rain up there? It's like. You could really smell the smoke. It's really annoying. Yeah. Um, rain? Nope. Uh, I think it's supposed to rain this weekend, though. So Saturday, okay. I think we're supposed to get uh, rain here yeah. in Fargo. I think we've been really blessed, eastern South Dakota. We've gotten some really good rain showers lately, and I I don't think the rest of our listening area has. Yeah, that helps. Especially, I think, out in the uh, out in the western side, they're still looking for lots of rain. So we'll have to keep them in our prayers. So you have... The most amazing show coming up on Monday. Oh, yeah, with uh, with everybody's favorite host, Heather Carroll, will be coming to you live from an undisclosed, nondescript location in Sioux Falls, <laughs> South Dakota. She'll start off the show visiting with AKA Teresa. AKA, she hasn't decided. <laughs> <laughs> She'll start off the show visiting with Teresa Curley. It's your chance to meet the newest member of the RPR family. Then we'll have some folks on to talk about the Christians in Action podcast and also a, a homeschool family blessing event coming up in Ipswich. All that and more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. All right. Thanks, Eli. All right, folks. Thanks for joining me today. Again, if you've missed any of our discussions, you can go to realpresenceradio.com. We'll have all the podcasts up on there. Um, and otherwise... Have a fabulous weekend. May God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.